Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, etc. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. If you got an extra buck or two lying around and would like to be a patron of this podcast, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Steering Music Podcast. Also, consider helping get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy Thought of the Day is by Ozzy Osbourne. I don't want you to play me a riff that's going to impress Joe Satriani. Give me a riff that makes the kid want to go out and buy a guitar and learn how to play. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 73. Thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. I'm looking for some ways to boost the Patreon page with either extra content or live music recordings, etc. Any thoughts or ideas, please let me know. Coming at you this week on a warm winter day here in St. Paul, Minnesota. My little family and I are moving Not far away, want to stay in St. Paul for sure, but it's time to grow up a little bit and purchase a home. I've had a blast being glued to the Zillow Realtor home buying apps, looking at possible places. Our Realtor Sarah from Keller Williams in Edina is the best in the business. We'll keep you all posted on where we wind up. Last week's Geeks Wrap-Up. Wednesday, I played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. My throat was a little worn out after yelling and cheering at WWE SmackDown the night before, but I made her through it. Thursday, Brian K. Johnson and myself rocked out at Lucky's 13 in Burnsville, Minnesota. Got to cut out an hour early due to the wild game start. Thanks to New Jack Clyde and Tammy for taking me out for sushi. Friday, I played a solo show at Ingredients in White Bear Lake, Minnesota. Lots of compliments on my new light I bought from Guitar Center. Thought I'd only be using it for duo and band shows, but found a fading from color to color setting that seems to work great for dinner shows as well. Saturday, Mr. Brian K. Johnson and myself rambled on up to Breezy Point, Minnesota to rock the roof off at JJ's Pub. Thanks to Pete Fitty and Jackie for the pre-party and goulash. Also thanks to Gable for posing with Johnson for some hilarious doing shots photos that I can't wait to put on an online show ad soon. Shows. Wednesday, March 8th, 2017, I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 8 to 10 p.m. Friday, March 10th, I'll be playing a solo show at Nova in Hudson from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. Saturday, Mr. Brian K. Johnson and myself will be rocking out at Fill-In Station in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin from 7 to 10 p.m. for a celebration of life show for my cousin Squeak. Guest, this week. 
is part one of three with guitarist for the popular Minnesota pop dance band Good For Gary and also the acoustic trio SOBs, Jesse Todeshek. We discuss guitar lessons, the origins of the SOBs, Black Sabbath's War Pigs, etc. Enjoy the conversation. Mr. Jesse Todeshek. Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hey. How you doing today there, bud? I'm good. That's great. We are here at Lucky's 13 in Bloomington, Minnesota here. We picked a halfway spot because you live down in Shakopee, right? Yep. And I'm over in St. Paul. So we're here at lunch hour here. It's a busy fun. It's a gorgeous day outside. Oh, What's awesome. it like, 60 degrees out? Yeah. For February? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's So we're crazy. sipping on some uh, light beers here, catching up a little bit. Uh, we're just talking about... Venue 13. Oh, yeah. Our friend Cliffy runs that now, and and uh, hope that place is doing real good. And you guys play there with the SOBs? Every Sunday. Every single Sunday. Yeah, 6 to 10. That's cool. Yep. So I knew Jesse from way back in the day. We, I think we met hanging out at Old Chicago. Yeah. And uh, back in the Roseville days, been right. Old Chicago with Burkhart and all those guys. And were you dating that? It's the same gal? Yeah, yep. And she so used to she, live over She lived right by there, yep. Yeah. I remember you spent your 30th birthday at one of my gigs. Oh, really? Yeah, you sat there that. by yourself. And then you came over to the house afterwards, and we drank and drank and drank, and you walked See, home I to your girlfriend. I went to your house at one point. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. but Yeah, so that was a while back. But uh, Jesse is the guitar player for the popular uh, pop band on the Twin Cities. Good for Gary. You've been super, super busy. Yeah. And uh, we were just asking about guitar lessons. Jesse also teaches guitar lessons around the Shakopee area, right? Yeah. Yep. So um, I was doing that last year, and I was just asking about that. And you were just going to tell me a story about how you got your guitar lessons going or what you did. Right. So you want to talk about your guitar lesson stuff? Sure. Um, I basically just I wanted to stop. I was a plumber forever. Were you really? Yeah. My grandpa was a plumber. Yeah. So I was plumbing for years, and then there's a whole story behind that. Like, I got I got screwed by the state, basically, for my hours. I, I started plumbing when I was 16, and when I was 22, I tried to sign up for my back hours, and the state didn't take them. So I was basically almost a journeyman. Yeah. And I, so I, I decided, well... I'll start teaching instead, you know. Okay. So, so yeah, I started advertising a little bit and started doing it out of my house, just in, in the extra bedroom. And then got married and had the kids and then needed that room for the kids, so I smashed down a barn in my yard, like a big hay barn. Yeah? And then I built a new, I just built a studio out there in, my, in the really? middle of my yard. Yeah. Like heated and everything else yeah, all ready to go? Yeah, heated it and... Wow, this is it called the School of Todeshek, or what's it called, man? <laughs> I it's just I don't I, I don't even really have a name. I guess on my Facebook it's Shakopee Guitar Lessons, but cool, man. Yeah. Um, and it's not affiliated with any like uh, guitar center or any of that no. kind of stuff like that. Nope, I just started it on my own. So, 
That's cool. I was thinking about that when times were tough. <laughs> We've all knocked on the door at Guitar Center or whatever and said, hey, can I teach lessons? You right. know, I play music. And and I was talking to these guys, and they, they had these specific books. I didn't like that gimmick, man. When I was teaching, I just kind of wanted to teach where the kids wanted to learn. Right. That's so what's, what what's your teaching approach? I just show them, like, you know, how to hold the pick right and how to get their fingers moving right. So you just go through basic exercises like that. And then... Um, it depends on what they want to do. If they want to do finger style or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, you get the kid who's six versus the guy that's seventy. It's completely different, you know. I can imagine you, Jesse, <laughs> being the guitar player for Good for Gary. Lesson one on one would be the bass line from <laughs> Snoop Doggy Dog. Right. Yeah, yeah. Or the, or the whammy pedal, you know. The whammy pedal. Yeah. Um, so how many students do you have? I think I have like 30 right now. 30? Holy shit. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah. Wow, you got to be rich at 30 a week? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> so do they... How are the kids' practice habits? Most of them are really good. You get a handful, like you always do, that don't do stuff, but... Yeah. Yeah. I try to wean them out right when they call me. I try to say, you know, do, do the, does, does the kid want to play or does the parent want to play? You know, because yeah. I've had that before. Yeah. Where the dad actually wanted to play instead. So, um, do you have any kind of like, do you have like a, a Jesse Todeshek Christmas concert with all the kids and <laughs> no, stuff in your I house? I got this one kid that's been taking lessons for me for a long time. He started when he was six and now he's 18. Yeah. So, his mom wrote me a note last year and said I gave him 500 guitar lessons. <laughs> I'll never have a student that had that many guitar <laughs> lessons ever again in my life. But don't you run out of stuff to teach him, or what do they know? What do they well, want to know? Like he'll fill, he'll come out and sub with the SOBs now. Like I've been teaching him just to fake it. Like here we go, boom, let's go. Really? Yeah, and I tried to get him to learn 50 songs in a summer once, and I think he got up to like 36 or something. So we were hammering out like three songs a lesson, just going, you know. That's crazy. That's the rewarding part of teaching guitar lessons. Right. I had one of my students I used to teach in Hudson and um, named Steve Merrill. He's been on the podcast a number of times. It all started out better than fine. A few weeks in, you realize why. A couple good hands and a few good, real good laughs. Just me. Anyway, oh, nice. he uh, ended up joining my band. That's cool. And we played together forever. And then uh, um, he's now a, a full-time musician, right. and that's cool. And then I had a number of other students that, that ended up playing in bands around the cities and stuff. So I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, makes you feel a little old, I guess. All right, I know. Exactly. So 30 kids. So if they miss a lesson, do you still charge them? How do you do that? Uh, yeah, I do. Because I didn't for a long time, but now it's like, I just, you have to. Otherwise, people totally take advantage of you if you don't yeah. charge them, you know? In the summer, is it slower? It used to be, but not the last two summers. It's just been full. Yeah. yeah. I noticed that teaching lessons... 
these kids or adults, same thing, were learning the same songs I learned when I was a kid. Right. Like I wanted to learn like Stairway to Heaven and yeah. and Skinner and Metallica and some Zeppelin and ACDC. Is it the same? I haven't taught in a few years. No, I guess I was teaching last year, but is it the same thing? Have you seen that as well? Yeah, most of it. Yeah. I mean, you get some kids that are into some of the pop stuff, so we'll do that or whatever they want, you know? Yeah. But I, I basically show them the theory stuff as well, so then they can figure it out on their own. I think one thing I wish, like when I was in band and taking guitar lessons and stuff, I wish I would have gotten more uh, information on, like, how to jam. Like, right. I didn't really learn that, you know, like the scales and stuff, how right. that sits on some chords and things, and, and I wish I would have learned now. I, I mean, I love it. It's all I do is improvise everything, you know? Right. But, but uh, I wish I would have learned more about that stuff when I was younger. But that's what you're doing? Yeah, I mean, I got one guy who's, like, 35 right now, and he, that's, all he wants to do is, like, figure that stuff out. So yeah. he'll just sit down and, you know, take these three notes from your scale and huh? Well, maybe I should up. sign up for lessons. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> if you need a harmonica teacher, I can be part of I can be I, one of the teachers in your school. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Uh, so, uh... Wow, 30 kids, man. That's that's incredible to keep that stuff straight. And how many days a week are you performing as well? Four or five, sometimes six nights a week, depending on the week. Wow. At least at least four a week, for sure. Yeah. You ever had any trouble with like, the carpal tunnel or your wrist going nuts or anything like bad. that? Not too bad. No. No, me either. No. Yeah. Just take her easy, huh? Yeah, I'm glad. I don't have that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I got a loop pedal like Burkhardt has. Right. I have a loop pedal, so I'll use that for, for a lot of stuff. It's just some three-quarter kind of song. Hit that and sing and jam and right. stuff over that. And, yeah, that's cool. And whatever. So uh, you also play in a band called the SOBs. Yep. And uh, singers on bar stools, right? Yeah, that's it. Do um, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Uh, I started that band in 2005. It's basically like a acoustic trio that... Me and my buddies got together, and we actually started because this guy had, um, was going to music tech, or maybe it was McNally then, I don't remember, but he had a project where he had to hire some bands and have them play. So at Renegades, down in Burnsville, back, the, back, back oh, then. Oh, dude, that's a long time ago. Yeah. So he did his little showcase there, and um, we played that night, and the bar manager's like, oh, we got to have you back next week. So... Ever since then, we've had Sunday nights in Burnsville. Until wow. Renegades shut down, and then we moved over to McCracken's. McCracken's. And then McCracken's has gone through, like, what, three or four owners since then? And now it's venue 13. Didn't you tell me one time that you showed up and, like, the bar had closed? Oh, yeah. That, that was Renegades. <laughs> I was showing up at the door, and the door's locked. <laughs> oh, God. I had one of those, me and my bass player, I showed up at a gig. In Hastings, and we showed up, and here it was a different. It was a totally different venue, like different sign, different staff, different tables, whatever. And I said, "Oh, we had a gig booked here," and like, "Oh, I suppose we'll have you anyways." <laughs> we said I'm playing anyway, but yeah, it was a totally different bar. Wow. Oh that's, my god. Who was the original lineup with that? Uh, it was me, Spencer Lovedall, and Shane Cavill. And he was with us. Shane was with us for about eight months or so. And then he decided to quit and go off and make a ton of money doing computer stuff. Oh, boy. So uh, then I hired uh, Casey Smith, and us three together, were we had that for 10 years. We were always the same dudes, you know? Wow. Yeah. 
And then Spencer stopped playing with us. Must have been two years ago now. And now Casey's traveling all over in Europe. Um, so he's backpacking through Europe. And That's super cool. Yeah, it's good. So I've had two different guys, or a bunch of different guys with me the last year. Okay. So I basically got one guy, Tim Howe. I've been roaming around, always looking down, and all I see. Painted faces fill the places I can't reach. You know that I could use somebody. He's uh, he's with me every Sunday and Wednesday, and then I think him and I went to the same college. Oh, UW really? Stout Menominee. I think so. Yeah, I think we're both Scotty guy. boys. Yeah, yeah, right. So he's been my main dude, and then Matt Kirkwald's been filling in a lot. But I have like tw- I probably have twenty different guys that have played with me throughout the years. Matt Kirkwald. In. Did he used to play with uh, Perry and Carrie? Those boys? I don't know. And wasn't he a producer guy too? Yeah, he's still doing that stuff. He's got a studio and yeah, that's it. And I think he's part of the Rocket ago. Club deal. The Rocket Club deal with yes. hockey and those yeah. guys and Luke. Yeah, very yeah. cool. Yeah, and he does like the uh, fabulous armadillos. He'll do some of that stuff like oh the, yeah, eighties rock stuff. He's the guitar player now. Oh, one. super cool, man. So what's your uh, typical set list like? So you're getting a new guy in there or whatever. That's the fun part about it, you know. That, that's one good thing that's happened the last couple of years is that having a house gig, you know, it's hard to, you got to be constantly hammering out new tunes or yeah. otherwise people get bored of it, you know. So I don't know. We, we just, we basically wing it like every night. Just, <laughs> you know how it is. Yeah. Just go up and play. And you figure out what the crowd wants and take requests and if. Just kind of, just. Like, do you text each other ahead of time and get no. some chord progressions down? I mean, literally, or? I think the SOBs since day one, when we hired Casey, we <laughs> we rehearsed for two hours, and then the next night we played for three hours. And that was wow. You know, we we never rehearsed ever, and it's like if at that time it was if we're gonna learn a song, you know, oh, we might shoot out an email say, hey, we're learning this one, play it. We're playing Sunday, so. See, that's good. You're teaching the kids how to how to put that to use right away because us musicians speak in a different language as far as chords and keys and scales right. and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm not really technical on much of that either. I'm more <laughs> of a... What's some crazy covers you guys have played without rehearsal? Oh, God. Did I see on Facebook you guys doing that Dropkick Murphy song? Yeah, we do that. Yeah, that's Didn't a good even one. practice that one either. No. <laughs> it's like here's the changes. I'm, we might have sat down for like two minutes, and here's the verse, here's the chorus. Yeah. Go. You know. What's some other crazy ones a, a, a person could expect to hear? Oh, I don't know. Like, we do some of the dirty songs if we can get away with it, and people get a kick oh. out of that. You know, where we stop and they swear or. Yeah. You know. Okay, I gotta ask you about that. Not change. Okay. 
years ago at the old Chicago days. Yeah. I remember you were fired. We had you come up and play a song. And you played the most offensive song of all time without swearing. Yes. And it was just very heavily implied yes. and stuff. And even the bar staff was completely offended by this song. I actually wrote this down to ask you, what song was that? I don't even know the name of it. I think it's called The Anticipation Song. You can find it on YouTube under that. There was an old farmer who lived on a rock. He sat in the meadow just shaking his fist at some boys who were down by the creek. Their feet in the water, their hands on their marbles and playthings and at half past. But it, it just stops and then, right, it implies. Can you give us a couple lines just for, just for uh, example? Uh, there was an old farmer who sat on a rock. Um, <laughs> uh, I can't think of the rest of it. Let's see. And who's it by? I don't know. I have no idea. You just... I found it, I think when Shane was in the SOBs, he made a CD of stuff we, he thought we should do, and it was on there. You know? I gotcha. So I have no idea where he found that thing. But <laughs> As a crowd, what's some other uh, uh, blues songs you guys might do for the beer drinkers out there? We, we don't do too much of that. I mean, we do everything from... The Alice one? Yeah, every once in a while we'll do that because somebody requests it. But, uh, you know, but a lot of it is we'll go from Johnny Cash to Pink Floyd to Alice in Chains to, Ooh. to whatever. You know? I saw, I was clicking on your guys' website this morning. Yep. And I saw you guys played a version of Black Sabbath War Pigs. <laughs> yes. Oh, and I clicked on it, and it wouldn't work. Oh, really? I couldn't watch it. There I, might be a couple of them, because Rick is one of my main fill-in guys, and he does that. And, yeah, he, he's just... I love Sabbath. Does it go... I, I wanted to hear somebody like, oh, Warpigs, yes! Yeah, Nothing. and there's also... There might be another version on there of... I, I got a, a ganjo, you know? A, yeah. So Rick played the ganjo and did war pigs on that, which is hilarious because it's like a banjo, you know. <laughs> oh, dude, I think that's one of those. It's on YouTube, though? I don't know if that one's on YouTube. That one might just be on the Facebook page. Okay. Um, I got to check that out. Yeah. Um, that's a great song. I've never covered any Sabbath acoustic. Right. I don't think a lot of people do, maybe. No. We'll do some Zeppelin. Casey does a lot of the Zeppelin stuff. In the regular key? We, we tune down a half step. Yeah, me too. So that helps a little bit. But but what Zeppelin are you doing? Going to California. Spend my days with a woman unkind. Smoke my stuff and drink. So what ones are you singing? I, I my list is huge. Like I do more like the Tom Petty and Johnny Cash, because my voice is so damn low. I can't sing anything else, you know, <laughs> which sucks. And but, uh, I, do you guys do a lot of harmony work and all that yeah, kind of stuff? Yeah, right. So basically, they know we know where it's gonna go and throw in the third part, three part harmony and whatnot. Oh, super cool, man. So we've had like all these different cats. I, I got to get you out to play sometime because it'd be fun, you know. I would love to, yeah. man. Um, the question is, though, is if it's SOB, Singers on Barstools, 
What if a musician wants to stand opposed to sitting down? <laughs> Actually, I had that happen like a couple weeks ago. Chris Box, you know him? Serious? He fell in two weeks ago for the first time, um, and he wanted to stand. I was like, ah, I'm kind of sit down, you know. <laughs> what, did he sit down? Yeah, we sat down. That's one of the best singers I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. And he's a pretty cool guy, too. Yeah. And I remember uh, he does a good version of the Doors Roadhouse Blues, and when I see him, I like to grab my harmonica but a half a step down, because he does that, too, and rock out with him. So how'd it go with Chris Vox? It was good. It, you know, he walked in and... We, uh, about five minutes before we play, he's like, uh, do you want to get some songs together before we start? And I said, no, we're good. <laughs> I think he was kind of shitting, but, you know. Oh, dude. Um, I, so, read, I just read on Facebook, he, uh, is he going to do another show with Hairball or something like that? Joining yeah, I think he's, for a while? he's filling in in a couple weeks here with those guys. But Yeah, we're doing a show with him in, in July with oh, the yeah. Soup Bones guys right. up in Breezy Point. That's uh, cool. What songs was he doing? I've only seen him with like backing tracks and stuff. Yeah, and he actually ran a looper for some of it. Like he do get a little beat going on his guitar, and uh, I don't know. He did he did some Audio Slave. That was cool. Whoa. Yeah, that was fun. But he also like the second the second night we played, he like he did a isn't pink that Chris song. Cornell? Yeah. Jesus that stuff is just, Christ. I know. I, I I have no idea how people can sing that high, but I don't have that. <laughs> um, another question for you Did you sell your snowmobile yet? I did not I did not <laughs> I guess I was looking at this I got a call on it though what, so. is, what is that snowmobile? What is that? I don't know it, it was When I bought my house uh, In the old hay barn It was sitting in there Like the sticker on it Still says 1975 it was the last time It was on the trails <laughs> I just want to get rid of The damn thing It's got to get out of my barn You know Does it <laughs> run? No No no. <laughs> so you're kind of known for your uh, uh, like cool foot pedal lights and stuff like that. You should just skin that thing out and yeah. use that your foot pedaling like <laughs> right. control board and stuff. I actually got rid of that pedal board. I still Did have you? it. I still have it. But yeah, I went, I'm now I'm playing a little fractal. Really? AX8 and oh, okay. Going in ears and whatnot. So well, I'll ask. I'll ask you about that next show. Sure. Um, so anyway, Jesse Todashek, thanks for being on the Mark Steer Music Podcast. You want to stick around for another episode? Is yes. that cool? That's cool. Okay, uh, for the story behind the song segment, I wonder if I could find a version of that War Pigs and play that at the end. I'll I'll see what we got. Yeah. I think we can find War Pigs. <laughs> Maybe. I hope so. Um, do you have any <laughs> the story behind the song? <laughs> What were you thinking when you first learned War Pigs? <laughs> I never learned it. Like, Rick just pulled it out one night because somebody requested it, and we just went with it, you know? It happens all the time. All right, Jesse Todeshek, thanks for being on the Mark Steering Music Podcast. Please tune in next week for part two. for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Stary Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for a new podcast about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. This is a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com 
forward slash Mark Steering Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on the show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time.
Oh! 